TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here. On TuneIn, go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only twenty-five dollars a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile, get four iPhone 15s on us, and four lines for twenty-five bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. From the WEEI Studios, 93.7, WEEI-FM and HD1, Lawrence, Boston. We're always live on the free Odyssey app. I think that Bill Belichick thought he, he at least had a really good shot at this job, even before I think he exited the Patriots. And I think it's one of the reasons why things went so smoothly, um, why you know people who know Bill said that he was in a really good place the day of the press conference. I just wonder if, if Bill had more of a indefinite future, if he didn't have something in his back pocket, would things have gone so smoothly? I think Bill thought he had the Falcons in his back pocket. How do you think he, he, he is just kind of processing this right now? I think he's pissed. I think he's, I think he's really upset about this. I think that he had this job. I can tell you this, I really, really hope Bill Belichick lands in the NFC South uh, with his next job, if he gets a next job, because I would like to see what he does to the Falcons each time he plays them. Ooh. What's he going to do? Like, seriously. <laughs> Greg, and that's Greg Bedard on NBC Sports Boston. Bill's pissed. Interesting. Bill thought he had the Falcons in his back pocket. Very interesting. I hope he ends up in the NFC South so he can, like, send a message to Arthur Blank and the Falcons. What what message would that be? New nemesis just <laughs> dropped. Three and out. Setting a new record for punts. The worst offense in the league? Maybe this will light a fire under his butt like he needs. What message is he gonna send? Like what like what maybe this is the the first chip on his shoulder that he's had in a long time. Do, do you want do people honestly think the league is afraid of Bill Belichick? They don't want Bill Belichick. Do you they're, think they're they're afraid of what he'll do to their teams if he hi- right, if they hire him? Right, exactly. Like they're afraid Oh no, Bill's in our division. What are we gonna do? Well we'll outscore them every week. And that'll be, you know, an impotent offense every single week. So, oh, no, Bill's in our division. He's got an axe to grind. Like, what? Doesn't make any sense. He's going to trade the franchise quarterback <laughs> and draft a safety from Lenore Ryan. And, oh, you better watch out. Oh, no. Oh, Bill. Bill's going to come in and right. He's going to trade away C.J. Stroud or something like that. <laughs> oh, no. He's trading Jalen Hurts and Dak Prescott. And he's turning their offense back two decades. Oh, no. Uh, so that was Bedard on NBC Sports Boston. I don't mean to make too much fun. The, the, the other stuff was interesting. He's saying what I believed all along. And I, I was wrong about this. I mean, I feel like I had pretty good instincts on a lot of things with Bill, but I thought he would land the Falcons job. I thought he would land a job. And I still think he'll land a job. Not this cycle, but after a year on TV or whatever, I still think he'll get a job because I think the league is dumb enough 
I think the league is dumb enough to bring him in and say, well, what else are we doing? And if the Patriots have a crummy year, Bill's going to look better. The The one thing that's going to work against Bill, and I said this off the top of the show, if they win nine or ten games and they're a playoff team, and I think that's possible, Bill's going to look like a chump. And so he may never get a job again if that's the case. But in general, I do think he'll get a job. You can vote at Jones and Mego on Twitter. You can dial us up, 617-779-7937. I think Bill thought he had this job. Like, this might be the real answer, Mego, why he's not in the mix for Washington. And he's not in the mix, unless I've missed something in the last, I don't know, 30 minutes, in the mix for Seattle. And he doesn't have any other job. He thought he had the Falcons. And he's like, well, yeah, I could go talk to Washington, but it's a new owner. I don't know him that well. And are they really going to turn over their organization to me? Arthur Blank's going to turn over his organization to me. And he's going to pay me $25 million. And I know him. He's been in the league for 22 years. I know him. So I'm just going to do that. I got that in my back pocket. It's everything I want. All the boxes are checked. And I'm going to go there and do that. Maybe that's the real reason why Bill got so far down the road with Atlanta and no one else showed any interest. Bill thought it was a done deal, signed, sealed, and delivered. I agree on the Bill side. I, I do wonder when you hear Greg Bedard describe it that way. I think he's pissed. <laughs> well, before that, when oh, he no, says... an angry Bill. He, was, he went along with Robert Kraft's little song and dance up there at the podium, basically saying goodbye and, you know, farewell and good luck to everybody, that it was because he, had, he thought he had this sewn up, and so he went along with it. Do you think that any part of Bill then in December was arguing for his job or trying to keep his job with the Patriots? No. I think... He had already mentally moved on. Yeah. I, well, I think he just knew what the situation was. Yeah. And, and I, I can pull up the Wickersham story again, but I believe, and I'm paraphrasing... He started clearing out his desk and stuff. Well, yeah, but I think he, <laughs> he also... He his office. He also wanted... He wanted the job, and he didn't want to go anywhere until it became clear to him that he wasn't coming back. And then I think, yeah, I think he was – I don't think he was – in those meetings with Robert, you want to talk about a rude meeting? Like, that's probably one where he showed up and just went through the motions and was snorting in Robert's face and was like, yeah, 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 I'm going to uh, I'm gonna bring in Josh McDaniels and, you know, I'm going to do everything else the same exact way I've done it. And, you know, maybe I'll take a quarterback at three. I'm not real sure. Like, I bet I bet that's how it went because I think he thought he had Atlanta in his back pocket. Is it it giving him too much credit, though, to say that he didn't have more interest from other franchises because everyone had assumed that he had it sewn up with Atlanta? Doesn't that feel like it's giving him a little too much favor? Maybe, but like... I mean, some of these places didn't have interest in him because he has too much history with them or they have baggage from the Belichick coaching You think that now, but all season we're like, well, he's going to get... I mean, you thought they'd get a first-round pick for him. I thought and, they could. And, I thought they would. And you thought Washington was going to be in the mix for him. So, like, maybe I, – I don't mean to make excuses for Bill and, like, oh, Bill actually is a hot commodity. He's a hot ticket. I think Bill just thought he had Atlanta lined up and thought it was done, and he's like, I'm not going to waste my time with Josh Harris and whatever else. Yeah, and he also – I mean, we all assumed that this record was really important to him, that breaking this record and continuing to coach and all of that was going to be very, very important to him. And we all agree he overplayed his hand. And his hand was more important than anything. Like that was that was the most important thing in the world. Was that Bill Belichick? If he's going to keep working, you're going to have to do everything I want, and it's going to have to be exactly my way. And I'm not going to make any concessions. And that's the way it is. And I think that turned off a bunch of teams right away to the point where they didn't even want to, you know, sit down with him. And the one team that was interested, you know, did the did the math and yeah, was so like, this isn't this isn't it? Maybe that's the better way to say it. To your point, Mego, it's like building big brain the whole thing. 
he put feelers out. Atlanta was the only one to take bite. And he said, well, all right, I'll just go this way. I have it all lined right. up. Uh, meanwhile, I talked about trends in the NFL and how the Patriots feel like they're an outlier. I mean, on one, they're very much in step with the rest of the league. They have their first black head coach in franchise history, which is significant. I believe there's now only, I say only, I mean, I guess it's a high number. I think it's 12 teams that have never had a black head coach. And so in some ways they're in step with the trend. And he's under 40. He's young. He's also a defensive coach. And he's an internal promotion, although I guess you could look at Raheem Morris as a sort of internal promotion, had been in Atlanta before. I I remembered this being in the news at the time, and I thought it was weird. I didn't really listen to it at the time, but I kind of read a few quotes. Les Snead, I think it was when the Rams were getting ready for a playoff game. He's the GM of the Rams. You may know him from laughing at Bill Belichick. For, <laughs> such, such favorites. Yes, trading, uh, trading back and taking Cole Strange at 29. You may know Les Snead for that. Or, you know, uh, you may know Les Snead for trading all of his first-round picks, bringing in actual star players, winning, Bill mocking them for going all-in, having a bad cap situation, and then beating the Patriots back to the playoffs. Oh, my UT Chattanooga to the first round. You may know Les Snead from those type of hits, as Mego said. So I remember this being in the news, and I went back and listened last night. I was flabbergasted at the name that he name-checked here. Flabbergasted. Les Snead... Talking up before their playoff game, Raheem Morris is a is a candidate. Listen to this and listen to the the trend that I think Raheem Morris checks a lot of the boxes. Although he's a defensive coach, listen to this. I remember when he came here to be our defense coordinator, uh, having a relationship with Rich McKay oh. in Atlanta, and Rich said, "Wow, what a unique uh, experience and let's call it unique football acumen that he had." Based on he's coaching the defensive room. He's actually coached in an offensive room. I mean, whether he was a mentee learning, whether he was partnering with people, whether he was mentoring and leading others, you know, those great Tampa defenses, that great uh, Atlanta offense that nearly pulled off a Super Bowl win. I mean, he was in the offensive room. He was in those defensive rooms. So there, there's not many coaches uh, on the planet, right, who's been in both of those rooms on those two sides of the ball. He's going to he's gonna build a – he's going to give any organization an edge in just how collaborative he is. It's going to be – it's going to – be an edge that uh, most teams aren't going to be able to compete with. I know this. He'll be able to hire an unbelievable staff. Every coach who's any good, who's qualified, who wants, they're going to want to work for Raheem. And I'm pretty sure there'll be a lot of tampering charges because just about every player in the NFL is going to text him and want to come play for him. Okay. So put the tampering charges aside. Players want to play for him. Good thing McKay is on the competition committee. He's going to put together right. That's a that's something that you have in your back, back pocket for those tampering charges. Um you know, he's going to assemble a great staff, blah, blah, blah. He name-checks Rich McKay in the beginning. And you wonder how much of a, you know, you want to talk about bag job processes. Like, I was like, wow, I guess I, I should have listened to him stumping for Raheem Morris way back when. I'm like, ah, who's going to hire him? And wait, what, somebody's going to hire him over Bill Belichick? It turns out that was the case. Also tucked in there, and when I say he's a defensive guy or kind of a defensive guy, that's what I mean. He's kind of like a Patricia did you notice that? Yes. He's coached on offense and defense? Like, that boggled my mind yeah. when I heard McVay say that. Or, I'm sorry, Les Snead, rather, say that. Uh, so you can jump in on all of it, 617-779-7937. It just feels like the Patriots are a little out of step. Even Raheem Morris has offensive experience. And, you know, the guys the Patriots wanted, we talked about this earlier in the week. Bill, they thought about keeping, although not really. No one wants him. Gerard Mayo, I wonder how much people actually wanted him if he were out there on the market. He hadn't gotten a job when he had taken interviews before, though it had been a few years since he had taken an interview. And their other dream candidate, Mike Vrabel, nobody wants. 
maybe Mego, because he wants personnel control too. And so the Patriots have this outdated view or outdated model and outdated values at the coaching position. And it feels like they're behind the times. And that includes their offensive coordinator search. That includes all of it. 617-779-7937. You can jump in on, uh, well, Bill Belichick out in Atlanta. What's he going to do? Will he get another job? Is he finished? Is this really it for Bill Belichick? Plus those trends in the NFL. You think it's the right direction to go on offense? Uh, or are the Patriots, what? It's a buying opportunity. They're uh, exploiting a market inefficiency to hire a defensive guy. Uh, we'll get to all your thoughts on this. Arkan with the latest in trending. And we're back with some thoughts on championship weekend. Chiefs or Ravens? Are we going with the uh, the Chiefs or the Ravens in that one? Are we going with the Niners or the Lions on the other side? We'll give you all our thoughts. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. Yes, and even podcasts. Whatever you love. Hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. What's next? You can watch the show anytime via our live stream on Twitch. Just go to twitch.tv slash bostonweei. And check out weei on YouTube for our video on demand content updated daily. Now, more of Jones and Mego on weei. We still got a long ways to go. I mean, they did it for, for 20 years. Um, and so um, all we can do is take it year in, year out, day, week in, week out, and day every single day. I mean, it's, uh, it's something that uh, that's, a, that's the long goal is to win that many championships and, and bring those titles to this organization. Um, but all we can do is focus on the Ravens this week, and that's what we're trying to do. Chiefs, kingdom, arrowhead pride. Let's roll, baby, competition terrified. Taylor Swift? How dare, how dare you? We've done this before. I know. And I've, Sounds I've, like Taylor Swift to me. I've accused you of this before, but it's like, it's a little bit like me with Bergeron. <laughs> which stay tuned uh, about 25 minutes from now. I'm not I'm not trying to troll you, though. It sounds like a Taylor Swift song. I have, it doesn't. I have a Bruins thought, and you better believe it's Bergeron related. And it's like, why are we talking about Bergeron still? And then I keep bringing him up. This is like you with Taylor Swift. You're like, why are we talking about Taylor Swift? But then you bring her up. She's your Bergeron. Uh, so we'll get to the, the games this weekend. You're telling me that this doesn't sound like it's on reputation? No. I think it does. Arkin? It sounds like someone doing a Taylor Swift impression. Okay. Thank you. Okay, well, but fine. But that doesn't mean it sounds like Taylor Swift. The, or the voice show doesn't up to a bar sound and, like her, but it sounds like a Taylor Swift song. I can show up to a bar and hear somebody, you know, doing some bad cover of somebody. Like, yeah. I can do that. But this I say, sound- That doesn't sound like Taylor in Swift. In terms of Taylor Swift covers, there's DJ Bean, <laughs> and then a little further well, down. Is a, this, is I this, mean, that uh, was a whole concert. Way. And let me tell you, I was into it. Uh, we'll get into the matchups this weekend. And Rave. I was here for it. I was, I was so, uh, Ian Rappaport, I was here for it. It was, I was. epic. <laughs> uh, Ravens and Chiefs, uh, the Niners and the Lions. I keep forgetting the Lions are even in a championship game. And I'm here for all of it. Hi, me too. And so we'll get into it. Uh, real quick, text line 37937. Can we stop talking about Bill? 
No, I, I'm I'm terrified. We are we're not going to have Bill as a topic this year. Like I just said this in the last break to you, Mego. I'm like, it. I never really thought Bill was going to be out of a job. As little as I think of Bill as a head coach these days, and as little as I think he would bring to the table, even in a place like Dallas, which has everything, or Philly, or whatever, all the different jobs we talked about, even Kansas City. Kansas City we've been talking about for weeks. And as little as I think of Bill, I, ne- I never realistically thought he'd be out of a job. And now I'm like, oh, boy, like without, that was like a nice topic for us this year that is just probably off the table. Unless he worms his way in in Washington or he worms his way in in Seattle or he's really notable on television, which I feel like he won't be. Like, we'll have fun with that in September and then probably be over it. I really thought that was going to be a topic all year long. Measuring up against Brady, measuring up against Mayo, uh, the Patriots against Bill and the Falcons. I thought that was going to be a thing we had in our back pocket all year long, and now it's gone. And I, So, no, we're not done talking about Bill. We're going to bleed this out as long as we can. Yeah, and I don't think he's going to go. He's going to worm his way into Washington or Seattle. Why would Seattle want to go to him? They just fired a 72-year-old coach and are dealing with the ramifications of that. And with Washington, they hired Adam Peters. They've been interviewing Ben Johnson and uh, your guy, Bobby Slowick. Mm -hmm. So I think that they clearly want to go in a direction that's a younger, offensively-minded coach. So basically the exact opposite of Bill Belichick. I know that's something that I was beating the drum for that I I thought it would happen around October, but since those hires and the direction they're going in, I just don't see it. I don't see them at the 11th hour going, you know what? We're going to change everything that we did. Me either. But, I mean, again, maybe Bill just really was all the way down the Falcons lane there and thought he had it lined up, and then it got ripped away from him, and he's like, well, wait a minute. I'm going to you know, jump in off the top rope here in Seattle or whatever. Uh, let me ask you a question, Arkan. We've been talking all day about Bill and whether or not he's going to coach again. Mm-hmm. This occurred to me when we were discussing it earlier. You think Pete Carroll's ever going to coach again? No. Why? I just don't think that there's any uh, real interest in guys that age. I don't think that any team out there is thinking they're a Pete Carroll away from competing or a Bill Belichick away from competing, and I think that they want to start. And we, we're all going to have to do this too, by the way, here in the New England sports media. We're all going to have to start adjusting to life without Bill Belichick and without his way of doing things. I mean, it's it's a new day in the NFL in a lot of ways. And you look at these four coaches right now. Like I heard Gresham Fourier going on and on and on about, you know, these coaches are too collaborative and they all want to be friends with the players. Jim Harbaugh, after every single win, he goes into the locker room and he does the Cupid shuffle in front of the whole team. Right. Like, Dan Campbell is a big Man. hardo, loves his players. Bruce, Ar- Bruce Arians was friends with the players. He won Arians with Brady. Arians was, fr- was friends with them, and uh, Andy Reid is doing commercials sitting next to Jake from State Farm, drawing mustaches <laughs> on people on the plane. Like, that's the way. It, these are winners. These are winners in the NFL now. This mm-hmm. is the way that it, that it works. Yeah. And Bill Belichick's way wasn't working anymore. And you know what else? All the coaches who try to be like Bill Belichick go out and fail. And Bill Belichick, when he didn't have Brady, he failed too. Like, this is, we have to get used to this. This is the way it's going to be. Bill Belichick's not going to be around uh, to, to talk about anymore because his entire way of doing things is getting phased out of the league. So at Ar- least Arkin least Arcan is consistent. He doesn't think Pete Carroll's getting a job either. Both you and I think Bill will. Yeah. Ar- Arcan Do you think does Pete Carroll though- will get another job? No, I Why? don't. Why don't you? Because I don't either. Why don't you? I think especially now that there's so little market for Bill, I think that there's absolutely less market for Pete Carroll. But I'm you saying, think Bill's going to work again? There. No, that's what I'm saying. So we yeah, are, we are being inconsistent. Because no, Arkan's like, yeah, because he's old. They're not going to hire him. And so why do I think Pete Carroll will never work again? I'm with you on this. But I do think Bill will get a job just based on, I mean, Bill's got the extra Super Bowls on his resume. Yes. Is that why? 
I think how many people I guess say, that's probably why, but people, that's not a great reason. Is there still Carol's a, teams are better than Bills lately. Is there still a yeah. big group of people walking around saying Pete Carroll is the greatest coach in football history? No, who seems older? I know I know Carroll is older. Who seems older? Um Bill. Yeah. Who yeah I, that's right. Who but I'm I, saying who identifies with their players. Carroll goes in the locker room, does the cabbage yeah, patch too. Right. So I mean, yeah. <laughs> the cabbage patch. Whatever. Yeah, whatever whatever dance Jim Harbaugh was doing or John Harbaugh rather. Arkan though on that rant that he went on, he kinda sounded like a political ad where he was like, It's a new day in the NFL and we all have to get used to it. <laughs> Biden's like, not gonna make yeah. it. But no, but I'm like, is he is Bobby he, Slowick is on fire. <laughs> is he trying to motivate us or is he warning us? Like I can't tell. So you, you like this change, Arkan? I'm just telling you, that's that's the way it, it is. Sounded, it sounded like he just wanted to uh, take his, his thoughts out on Gresham Fourier is what it sounded like. He Basically, oh. yeah. No, it yeah. was partially that, but yeah. You think, I mean, that, I just think that's what it is? Yeah. I think that's the way that the midday the show going. the midday show doesn't like all the like new whiz kid young guy no, offensively minded coaches. I know. Coaches. Why would you like Kyle Shanahan or something? Arkan's a little, he's sneaky hefty. <laughs> Still not Dude, over Fourier no, has it. some weird water bottle with like smelling salts in it or something. I get it. What? And he left it on the desk here and it says, smell me. And then on the side, it says at your own risk. Right. You're you're actually lucky you have a, a new wave boss and not an old uh, hardo <laughs> boss, because if you were leaving crap like that around, uh, they wouldn't take to it too kindly. Uh, so, no, I like what, what's wrong with uh, Kyle Shanahan and Sean McVay? I don't get why people I don't get the natural pushback to that. It's like, well, oh, yeah, you, uh, they want a Kyle Shanahan. Mike yeah. McDaniel. Yeah, yeah right. Like, yeah, <laughs> they were in the playoffs this year. I, they didn't do much, but they made it, and yeah. they had a much better season than you. And their way of doing things is working, and yours isn't. That's no, the point. No, I want. Yeah. I want more coaches like Bill. That's what I want. Uh, let's go to John in the car. Go ahead, John. Hey, um, Arkan, I'm glad you're uh, back and among the living uh, with us this week. <laughs> Me and, too. Uh, happy. <clears throat> yeah, and happy Friday, Mego. Uh, listen, Hi. you know, uh, Jones, I'm uh, I'm really surprised. You know. That maybe after last night with the the Celtics game, people are uh, you know concerned about KP, but I, I'm I'm not I'm not because uh, you saw the guy Drew Holiday. Like if anybody still thinks that Marcus Smart had a major had a major positive impact on the team, like I did, you got to be you're you're 100 wrong at this point. You get a guy that's maybe not as good as a defender, but a much better offensive player who had a tough start to the year, who made Caleb. Uh, Caleb Smith or whatever that his last name is in the Heat last name. Martin. Yeah, Caleb Martin looked foolish. Foolish. I mean, I absolutely think the Celtics are still the favorites to win it all, even if King KP is out long term, because simply Drew Holiday. Like, if that Drew Holiday shows up the rest of the year, it, not even the rest of the year, if he shows up in the playoffs, they're going to win it all. Like yeah. there is, the, you, I, I hate the, I hate to say it, but you're right. You're right, Jones. And the the only thing that's going to oh, take. I'm so him happy I didn't cut day. you off and hang up on you earlier. I'm so, could you repeat it? You right. broke up there for you're, a second. You're, 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 the only thing that's going to take them down is KP getting hurt and your jinx. But <laughs> you, you are right. They My, are going to win uh, it all. Okay, thank you for repeating that because you, you can't up. handle the truth. Uh, so look, I don't, I don't think they need Porzingis to win. We'll find out. I'm not going to take a victory lap on Smart yet. I mean, I have. Like, I mean, yeah, what I, are you talking about? I mean, but I'm just saying, I, w- <laughs> I will. I will be fair about this. Like, they need to do it in the postseason without Marcus Smart. Yeah. If they just lose again and choke against like the Heat or something like that, they won't be any. It won't. They won't be any better without Marcus Smart. And Marcus Smart won't have gotten in the way. And the real criticism is of Tatum, especially Tatum to a lesser degree. Brown by letting Marcus Smart do what he did and get in the way. That's that's a reflection on Tatum and his leadership and all these things. And so, is he going to let Drew Holiday take over late? You know, or is he going to, like, defer to Kristaps Porzingis? 
they're both better players than Marcus Smart, so maybe it'll work out for the Celtics. I hate to think that's how it's going to go. So my only point is, trust me, I'll take plenty of victory laps in the meantime. But if they don't get it done in the playoffs, it won't matter. And I, I won't be right about the Marcus Smart thing if they don't bring home a championship. Yeah, and uh, but it's, to your annoyance with Tatum, like part of that is, okay, it's Tatum's development as a player. And he... Well, maybe. Like, well, would you say that he's behind schedule? Um, if you said that he was letting Marcus Smart get in the way, like, do you feel like he's behind schedule for development of who he should be in the league and what he should have accomplished so far? No, I think in terms of like on court stuff, no. But I, I question, I question if he will ever be the right kind of leader to to lead a team to a championship. And I'm sorry, he can't prove he is until he wins. So I, if that's unfair of me, then let me know. But that's how I feel about it. Like until he carries a team to a championship. I'm going to question if he has the makeup to do it, but I don't think he's behind from a development standpoint. What, five straight all-star games, three straight as a starter or whatever it is. You know, he's in the MVP mix-ish. So I don't think not he's right be- now. I don't think he's behind. No, but what is it? What is he sixth? Like I'm not. Mm-hmm. He, so he's like yeah. he's in the mix. So I don't. I don't think he's behind schedule necessarily. I just think that leadership thing might be the last box to check, and I don't. Know, I don't know if he's checked it until he checks it. Yeah. Right. I mean, I, I know that's again, it's unfair to say like, oh, I don't know if he has it right up until he checks the box. But the championship one, I don't know until you check the box. What do you want me to say? That's how I feel about it. Yeah, I think you're right. And listen, I mean, Chris Depps, Porzingis, Drew Holiday, whoever it is, if Tatum and Brown take a dump in their pants in the final round of the season again, it's not going to matter. They're not going to be able to save them. Those two guys have to perform and they both do. It can't just be one or the other. You know, like Brown tried to carry him in that Warrior series and it wasn't enough because Tatum was having a terrible series and Brown disappeared uh, in the end against Miami and it wasn't enough just for Tatum to do it so both of them have to be there and these other guys listen I think they're much more better suited to to win now with Porzingis and with Holiday but it just it comes down to those two and it really comes down to Tatum like he has to be able to to elevate everyone and you know he can score and get his points can he elevate the team yeah and can those two and and I think he can't I mean I think he's gotten way better at that to Megan's point his development I think he's much better at passing out of double teams and not just dribble, 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 uh, head down, you know, ISO possession, uh, you know, or, you know, solo hero ball, ISO basketball. I don't, I don't think he's doing that. And so I think he has made great strides there, but let's see. I mean, he also dumped his pants in the final minute against the nuggets the other day. And that, that might be the team you see in the finals. Russ is in Connecticut. Go ahead, Russ. Okay. okay bye Tim. Russ. Russ, not there. Tim and Hanover. Go ahead, Tim. Hello, guys. Hi. Hey, I can. Uh, I think you're right. All, all totally right about that coaching tree. Thanks. You got. I'm thinking Belichick will find a job. Maybe if he's lucky next year, he had that job. There's no doubt in my mind. But like I said, his ego got to him, and that's what cost him that job. But the thing is, you know what? Look at uh, Pete Carroll. He has a good rapport with all his players. He probably won't try and proceed. With another coaching job, I think he'll be done. But you can you can look at Sean, um, the the Denver Bronco Payton. coach, Sean Payton. Payton. What he did to Russell Wilson was horrible, and he can't even make offensive calls the way he used to make them. He's done too, so it, it dries up eventually. Yeah, I mean, look, Bill might have lost it. I think Bill's lost it. I I think it's fair to question how much Bill ever had it. I know people like bristle at that, but how much did Bill ever have it? Arkan, you just said this. He he mentioned the coaching tree in the beginning. All those guys fall flat on their face, meaning, you know, the Patricias of the world, the Joe Judges of the world, Eric Mangini, Charlie Weiss, et cetera, et cetera, Cornell. And so why? McDaniels. 
Why? I used to think it was, well, Bill did everything. None of those guys had any real responsibility. And so when they don't have Bill anymore, they fall flat on their face. But you just said it. I mean, Bill without Brady fell flat on his face. Right. So what 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 did Bill ever really do at the end of the day? And for everybody who says, well, what has any coach ever done without the quarterback? Fine. Mm-hmm. It's fine. Mm-hmm. Joe Gibbs, yep. Bill Parcells, there are some examples. Different era, different era. It is. But what I would counter with is, well, the second Brady left Belichick, he went out and won. Most of those other coaches you cite, like Joe Montana didn't win without, you know, Bill Walsh either. Brady did win without the playoffs, Bill. but yeah, he didn't win. No, no but he yeah. not, not a championship. Right. So, you know, that that is a big difference that I think gets omitted uh, from I time say, to time. Can I say that the text line is very concerned about Russ. They think that Russ suffered a fall or something, and well, that's, why, well, think, that's why he dropped off. I think Russ is back. Russ, did you drop your phone or something? What's up, Russ? Well, I'm here. I'm here. Let good, me take good. you off speak. Thanks. I have an observation, Jones. No, no, I, I hit the wrong button like Arkian. You know, he does that every <laughs> once in a while, I guess. Never done that. We don't let him but touch anyway, buttons. No, no. <laughs> well, anyway, um, I had an observation that I, I just can't get out of my head on the press conference when um, uh, Mac, Mac Jones Mac showed there, up. Yep. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Okay, and I think that, uh, you know, uh, Robert and Mayo invited him to be there. And it was, they they took a lot of shots at Bill. And I'm with <clears throat> Mego. I remember Mego saying, hey, look, um, it's cruel to keep rolling him out there. You remember that, Mego? Mego, do you recall that? That I said that I don't think I said it was cool to keep rolling him out. I think it was painful to keep rolling him out there. Yeah. So I, if you're talking about Mac Jones and then benching him, I think that's and what then he was starting him about. again and then benching him. Here's what I think he was eventually someday going to get to. Is <laughs> thank you, Russ. I think, I think he's saying they told him to show up to the press conference to shot at Bill. I, I am more. If McDaniel's is back, I've been saying this for a couple of days now. If McDaniel's is back, I'm I'm terrified that Mac is going to be the quarterback. Reese floated a little something over the weekend. Mayo didn't shoot it down on Monday. When did the Jeff Howell thing come out? Wednesday, and we played it yesterday. Like, late Wednesday, we played it yesterday. McDaniels could be back. I'm like, crap, that means Matt could be back. And so, yeah, maybe it was Mayo and, and Kraft who wanted him at the press conference. And maybe it's an indication Mack will be the next guy, and they can take Harrison at three, which I like Marvin Harrison Jr., but I, I, I don't want him here with Mack. 617-779-7937. Uh, who do you have in this weekend's matchups, Mego? We got Chiefs and Ravens. We have Niners and Lions. I keep forgetting the like, Lions are Like, who do I here. have or who do I want? I mean, so I guess... two different questions. Answer, if I was a, answer however you want. If I was a betting lady, yeah. I would bet Chiefs uh, Niners. You're betting the Chiefs? I would. Nice. Okay, no, why? I mean, well, well, because I think that the... He, don't bet against Patrick Mahomes even on the road. But I do want the Ravens. I right. Like, if I if I was following my heart, I would go with Lamar. 100%. Why? 100 Because I love Lamar. And I just saw that Mark Andrews is getting activated off the IR. Yeah, I think he's going to be is, on a snap count. Yeah. Okay, whatever. I love him as tight no, end. No, I'm just, I'm just saying, I don't think he's going to be back full-time is all. Yeah. I just... Uh, it's, it's tough to go against Patrick Mahomes. On the other side... The Lions' defense is so bad. Like I hadn't uh, do- dived dived into the stats. Dove, dove. I hadn't dove, divin, divin, dived. No, divin. Yeah, yeah, divin. yeah. I haven't divin into the stats. The defensive stats of what they did with uh, the Rams and the Excellent Bucks. Excellent today for exactly. I'm a wordsmith. Can't you tell? 
God, that defense was actually pretty putrid. Their pass defense is horrible. And I'm pretty concerned, since it doesn't look like it's going to be raining in San Francisco, that the Niners, even without, if Debo is like 50-50 last I checked, they're just going to just run, throw all the way over the Lions. Yeah. So I would like it to be Ravens-Niners, but I think it's going to be Chiefs-Niners. Arkan? I think it's going to be Chiefs-Lions. I think that Brock Purdy's going to choke. I think that uh, if Debo Samuel is not 100%, by the way, and they're 100% focused on uh, on Christian McCaffrey, the Lions do have a good run defense, and they will be able to, I think, stop him. And that was a big reason why San Francisco won last week. I mean, they didn't have a good game. Purdy had a bad game, and he's been very, very shaky. And I think the Lions are kind of shaky, too. I don't think they're some rock-solid team. But I just, I don't know, something about that Niner team makes me real I nervous, mean, and I just think the Lions have a real opportunity here. And I also, like Mego, am not betting against Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, the Niners, by the way, are, are very, very different with or without Debo. And I don't think Debo plays. And if he plays, I think he'll mostly be a decoy. Like, I, I don't think he's going to be effective is what I mean. The Lions are also very different. Goff is very different home away, outside of that dome. Uh, but I'm with Arkan. I'm surprised you answered it this way. I'm on the underdogs. I'm on Chiefs and Lions. That's who I want. I want both of them, and that's who I'm on. And I don't fully trust that Niners offense without Debo Samuel, and I'm not betting against Mahomes. And I will say, if Lamar gets to a Super Bowl, you just mentioned Mark Andrews, if Lamar wins a Super Bowl, it's a real strike against Arkan, the quarterback needs all these weapons, mm. because two years ago, Mahomes lost Tyreek Hill, and he wins a title. And if Lamar wins one without Mark Andrews, I know they brought in Zay Flowers this year in the draft, but like Mark Andrews is his guy in the passing game. And Mark Andrews is playing, by the way. No, I, he's playing on a snap count, and he's right. going to be like limited this week, and he, he already won a playoff game without him, and he beat the Niners in the regular season without him. I think that's a that's a real strike against the weapons around these quarterbacks and a real checkmark for the quarterbacks. I, I just had a light bulb go off. Oh, no. Okay, so off-air, you were telling me about Duck. how how your dog refuses to crap in the snow or in the wet... In the, in the rain. In the he rain He doesn't right mind now? the snow, but he will not take a dump with water all over the ground, the rain all over the ground. Yeah, okay. I'm, not sure, I'm not sure, but that is <laughs> you true. You said you're on both the dogs. Yeah. The dogs will not crap. I think this is showing you that you're right. Go with the dogs. Go with the underdogs. Yeah, they're what? not going to crap themselves. I didn't follow, I didn't follow it either. The dog, the underdogs, the dogs. Your dog will not take a crap. The dogs dog. won't crap themselves. Won't. He's trying to tell you from the universe. Okay. I, oh, I see. I get it now. Because your He's dog He's trying will not to tell crap. you. Do- dogs know things. You know, a-, a dog knows when a storm is coming. Yeah. A dog knows if somebody's scared. Mm-hmm. Like dogs have intuition that we don't have. Your dog is telling you what's going to happen in the games this weekend. I'm telling you, put everything you have. My dog, put Lucas's college fund on this. My do- oh, I already have. My dog. <laughs> my dog also thinks that when a doorbell rings on the television, it's our front door. So I don't. I don't know how much I should trust my dog. And on I'm this. here for all of it. But the dogs are barking. Six one seven. Always come back to poo with Mega. This I'll, is dog poo. Especially. This is gambling expert over here. I'm telling you, the dog is communicating to you from the universe. Dogs. Dogs know these things. Okay. Again, my dog can't tell a real, a real doorbell from a fake one. Uh, but, uh, you know, maybe he knows this. Maybe he's, uh, I should follow him on more bets. Certainly, I can't do worse than I was doing on Fridays with my picks for the weekend. All right, those are our picks. How do you feel about championship weekend in the NFL? You can jump in. 617-779-7937. And the Bruins get a victory last night. I already told you. They don't miss Patrice Bergeron. Look, look at Brad Marchand. Brad Marchand's red hot. How is he doing that again? I'm confused. We'll get to it next. From the Rubenstein Law Studios, 1-800-BOS-LEGAL. This is WEEI. How is there talk about the two goalies? I don't think it matters who comes first. Trust me, it matters. Jones and Mego. It matters.
Do you feel like you dodged a little bit of a bullet with the penalties tonight? Well, I don't think we dodged a bullet. I think we took about eight bullets. Uh, it seemed a little one-sided. It, it was. They had six power plays. We had one. That is one-sided. Oh. Monty not happy last night. Oh. That's after a win, Mego. Eight fifty cent. Eight bullets. Oh. I mean, he was not thrilled. Uh, and, you know, the crying about the refs, I feel like, is a little much. But Ottawa only scored on the power play last night. Fortunately, they were bailed out by Brad Marchand. Your king. I'm just, I'm confused at how he keeps scoring. I thought Bergeron created him. I thought Bergeron made him. So I'm a little confused how he keeps scoring and producing. Uh, and we'll get to the Bruins in a moment. I missed this. Uh, in the last segment, uh, Zeke forwarded this. I hadn't seen it. Patriots have interviewed another, or plan anyway, to interview another offensive coordinator yes. candidate. Tanner Engstrand? Which just... No offense. What? He's he's the Lions passing game coordinator. Just, That's great. Sounds, just sounds a bit dorky is all I was going to say. Sounds like a Viking. So, does it? Tanner Engstrand. Tanner. Engstrand. Hey, I like Tanner that. Engstrand. Why? Because hey. his first name is Tanner? Yeah. Hey, we're hey, we're playing video games today, Tanner. <laughs> okay. I'll bring over the, the Bunsen burner. <laughs> you know, like it sounds a little, it sounds a little nerdy. Uh, he's their passing game coordinator in Detroit. I've already talked myself into Gerard Johnson. He's the quarterback's coach in Houston. I like Bobby Slowick as a head coaching candidate here. So I'll go with the next best thing. They work with C.J. Stroud. They were probably successful because of C.J. Stroud. But that's one they've already interviewed that I like. This is the latest one on the list. And all I'll tell you, just digging into his background a little bit, he seems like a, a bit of a Harbaugh guy. He played uh, or coached, rather, under Jim Harbaugh at San Diego. He coached under Harbaugh again at the University of Michigan. And then the last couple of years, since Dan Campbell got to the Lions, he's been uh, in Detroit. So that's his background. And I'll tell you, after... after he just loves the state of Michigan? I mean, maybe. I mean, well, he was, I was born there. Who among us? I mean, he was in California before that. So again, he was in San Diego for a long time. I think he played at San Diego State. I think he was a, a college quarterback. So I, I like names like this. I like Gerard Johnson. I like Tanner Engstrand. I hate the the... Nick Cayley's of the world, Zach Robinson, I was a little more into, but still he played here. I think he overlapped with Mayo while he was here. I'm skeptical of all those type of guys, those type of hires. Uh, I'm minorly intrigued by Thomas Brown, who was the OC last year in Carolina, but is from the McVay tree. I just doesn't feel like the strongest branch on the McVay tree, the way that Carolina offense yeah. went last year. Sure does. A don't, slice of that yeah. offense. Yeah. Don't so, build a treehouse. So like, look, I'll take them directly from McVay as long as they don't have Patriots ties like Cayley. And Zach Robinson. But when they go out on their own and they kind of stink like Thomas Brown, I'm less into that one. I'm starting to like some of the names they're bringing in. That's all. Or at least the, maybe not the name, because Tanner Engstrom. But I agree with Arkin. He sounds like a Viking. Is that what it is? The, Eng the Engstrom does, yeah. Yeah, Engstrom. Tanner sounds like a, uh, you know, 12-year-old, but Engstrom has a very, just call him T. very Norse sort of name to it. All right, maybe I'm wrong. I, I like that he's pass passing game coordinator. I like the I just like the profile exactly. Yes, it's a it's got. It's I a like guy that better than Nick offense. Kelly. Okay, like yeah. can you can you coach up a young quarterback? Good. Yeah. It's a guy. Well, he hasn't, but he's he Goff? was at least is Goff young. Goff is on the young end. I would say. And Goff had been to a Super Bowl Goff's before like, they ever got their hands Goff's on him. Goff's what twenty seven. Yeah, but he had twenty nine. Yeah, but whatever. Oh my god, I'm so close to death. Whatever, but by the time the Lions got him, he had already been to a Super Bowl. Like there's no development there. So uh, maybe that's not fair because he's better in Detroit than he was in uh, uh, with the Rams. But 
No, I like the profile. I like that you're a passing game guy with no Patriots ties. I just I would prefer Jared Johnson, but whatever. I, I like the profile they're starting to bring in because all the ex-Patriot ties guys seem to be out unless unless it's still Josh McDaniels lording over all of it. Is Jared Goff really 29? Yeah, why would he yeah, be he's lying? Really twenty nine. Oh I don't get. What did you think he was? Yeah, twenty five. No, I just. He think was the of first. Him he was so the first younger. pick in like twenty sixteen. I know. Twenty sixteen uh, doesn't feel that long ago to me. What's his name? Carson. Uh, yeah, Carson Wentz. Carson same Wentz. age as Carson Wentz. Exactly. Oh my god. Mago's going through it. Though. I am. Yeah, seriously. Yeah. What, That's rough. Really, yeah. What is your Porzingis injury? Yeah. Is that what it is? No. I don't know. I get. I can't. I can't grapple with that. It's like my mortality is staring me in the face right now. I'll get it. What? I, I just think of How Jared your... Goff as being like the, you know, young, dumb quarterback in L.A. who didn't know what side of the, no, I mean, he the was. continent the sun rises and sets on. Yeah, he was. That was just five years ago. That's I all. No. <laughs> uh, <laughs> more than five years ago. I mean, you know, I felt old when I was a freshman in college and LeBron was in the NBA. It was the first time I ever really felt old, and I was only a freshman in college. But I'm like, man, the, look at LeBron and look at me. I'm like, now I feel old. He's already he's already in the NBA. Jared Goff feels like a weird one, but if that's what makes you feel old, Bego, that's what makes you feel no, old. I don't been, know what to tell you. There have been many other instances that make me feel old. This is just the latest one. <laughs> this is just the one I'm going through currently. Uh, okay. how, you know who else is old? Brad Marchand. Not a young man. Yeah, that's fine. You know what he's done on pace for I'm, this year? I'm used to it. He's on pace for a career high in goals, 41. Now, who knows if we'll actually get it done. He's already surpassed his goal total from a year ago. He's at 24. I think the total a year ago is 21. And we're at 48 games. So one of the things I, I do like about the Celtics with Marcus Smart, we were talking about this uh, last hour and going back to our Celtics conversation in the 2 o'clock hour, um, is the same thing with the Bruins. It's like, how are they going to, for all these years, I push back on, well, Marcus Smart is the heart and soul of the Celtics. Well, Patrice Bergeron Marshan's nothing without Patrice Bergeron. And I'm like, I, I don't know. Marshan's pretty good. I feel like Marshan, whenever Bergeron's out of the lineup, which is often, I feel like Marshan doesn't drop off all that much. I, I don't really feel like Marshan is a product of Patrice Bergeron. I don't feel like Marcus Smart is the heart and soul of the Celtics. I don't, I think Brady would do okay without Bill Belichick. Like these sort of discussions, it's nice to actually see results. And it's not just an argument I'm having into the ether and a hypothetical, but see it actually play out. And he's on pace for, in some ways, his most productive season ever, his most productive scoring season in forever. He's on pace for another roughly point-per-game season without Bergeron. I think it's 80 points if he played 82 games. He's on pace for that. And so I, I just I, I wonder where everybody is who was so surprised about the absence of Bergeron, how things were going to drop off. The team is good. Marshand is as good as ever. Charlie Coyle looks like a pretty decent Bergeron facsimile. And so... The people stumping for a Bergeron return or thinking the Bruins would fall off without him. I mean, so far you're wrong. The same thing with Marcus Smart. The proof will be in the pudding in the postseason. But I have a feeling you're hanging on by a thread because I think the Bruins are going on a run in the postseason. I don't think they're one and done like they've been. So I just wanted to fact check this. The overtime goal, this is from Scott McLaughlin from uh, WEI. Marchand's 396th career goal. He's fifth all-time on the Bruins mm-hmm. and past Bork. Uh He's uh, looking to move into fourth. He's could catch Patrice Bergeron, who is 427, what? sometime next season. No. I knew you would like that. No. How could not. he pass Patrice? He's going to have more goals than Bergeron? That doesn't make sense. 
And so, you know, what you'll hear is, well, Bergeron's a better two-way player, and, you know, Martian is a product of Bergeron. And it turns out, look, Bergeron's a better two-way player than Martian. I, even I wouldn't argue that. But I think Martian gets shortchanged as a two-way player. I agree with that, too. I think he's underrated. Yeah, I mean, he's gotten Selkie votes. He hasn't won Selkies, but he's gotten Selkie votes. I think he's a good two-way player. And for a wing especially, uh, to get Selkie votes, that's not something that happens often. They don't win. They win it never. Yeah, especially when you're five foot one. Yeah, and they don't, and they don't get votes often. And so you look at it and you go, oh well, I guess I guess he wasn't just the product of Patrice Bergeron. I guess he can produce on his own. maybe maybe he'll have the most goals ever in his career, and he's a world class player. You know, he's arguably still the best left wing in the sport, and he's gonna have his most productive goal season without Bergeron. You're big simping right now. Interesting. It's You're just, big simping. Well, it's just interesting. For Brad Marchand. Coyle's on pace for a better year than Bergeron had last year. Coyle's, Coyle's having a great year. Coyle's on pace for 29 and 41. Last year, Bergeron had 27 and 31. So, I mean, you know, Coyle, maybe it was just his time to sort of step up and do it or whatever. Or maybe he was kind of being wasted on those lower lines uh, over the years while Bergeron was there. I mean, I, either way, I think he's stepped in admirably and done a very, very good job so, on that line. So how does that impact what they're doing at the deadline, if they're doing anything this year at the deadline? Are they buying it? They should be buying in. Marchand's having a, a, a career goal-scoring year on pace for it. So they should be buying in on this team, and hopefully they are. Are you? 617-779-7937. You can jump in here on the phones. Your Bruins thoughts added to our Celtics conversation. And, of course, Bill Belichick not getting the job in Atlanta. Does that mean he's done? Will he never get a job again in the NFL? We'll get back to that next. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. The clock at four. Donchich. The Step Back 3, you bet! Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. It's better over here. After investing billions to light up our network, T-Mobile is America's largest 5G network. Plus, right now, you can switch, keep your phone, and we'll pay it off up to $800. See how you can save on every plan versus Verizon and AT&T at T-Mobile.com slash across America. Up to four lines via virtual prepaid card. A left 15 days. Qualifying unlocked device credit service ported 90 plus days with device and eligible carrier and timely redemption required. Card has no cash access and expires in six months.